0: with your help we can continue to fight for freedom reach new audiences and bring important information to the public free of charge this is not possible without your generosity join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today simply go to tntradio.live this is mind medicine on
1: today's news talk tnt radio welcome to the mind medicine program brought to you in association with mind medicine australia i'm your host charles coves australasia's passion provocateur and i'm talking to you from melbourne where it's 7 p.m on sunday night and it's 6 p.m in queensland because they're one hour behind melbourne our clocks have gone forward and it therefore is midnight saturday on in los angeles and my guest today is shimon Yanovitz from israel For him, it's 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. So welcome to this show that is all about how and why mind matters and how to keep it in great shape. Ideas to provoke new ways about thinking about your life and life generally. I mean, what is the purpose of this life? Some people tell me this world is stuffed But I'm an optimist. I think this world is a wonderful world and there are wonderful problems for us to solve and some of the problems we wish we didn't have, but we're capable of solving them as history will prove. We discuss insights into mental health issues and health issues of all descriptions, including the attack on your health that has come from the COVID response and the pharmaceutical attitude to your health. And in this question of health, we are delighted to bring this program to you in association with Mind Medicine Australia. It is an it's an organization, a not for profit, that was founded by Tanya Deong A.M. and Peter Hunt A.M. four and a half years ago with a goal of legalizing psychedelic drugs and in particular MDMA and psilocybin. Some call it psilocybin. And the great news is, and this is the first two drugs, and the great news is that these two drugs are now approved for use when prescribed by psychiatrists in Australia. And I'm told that Mind Medicine Australia has has caused Australia to be a true leader in the legal prescription ability of these two psychedelic drugs. Now, There's other psychedelic drugs that are also wonderful, but these two in particular have been proven to be wonderful in terms of solving intractable mental health, particular mental health conditions. People who've been on on pharmaceutical drugs for years get onto these psychedelic drugs and suddenly they get magnificent results please visit the website mindmedicineaustralia.org. There are education programs available for health professionals in Australia. There are global webinars, educational programs happening, and it's a very exciting move. I honour Tanya and Peter in terms of their four and a half years of work to enable this to happen. And in the question of health, I urge you to think about your health. You come to the mind medicine program and you go, gosh, when do I when do I feel mentally well? Well, the fact is, if you're feeling healthy, your mindset is much better. So you go, right also, what is health? My definition of health comes from the Hungarian word for health. And I I speak fluent Hungarian. My parents, I was, also, I was born in Australia. My parents were both migrants from Hungary, and the Hungarian language is very precise. And the Hungarian word for health is egészség, which means wholeness, being whole. And so my definition of health for your contemplation is that health, your health, is the unique optimum balance of mental, physical and spiritual elements. Unique optimal balance and you have a unique body your your body is the only one of its kind out of 8.1 billion bodies on the planet and so your mix of mental physical and spiritual elements is what you need to have that balanced so that you feel whole so that you feel healthy and then your mindset improves dramatically we also talk about passion and its impact on your life and your health. So I'm an expert in passion. I've written two books Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance. The first book, both of them had num- a couple of editions. Passionate People Produce had a third edition as well. And my definition of passion is that it's a source of unlimited energy from your soul, your spirit, your heart that enables you to produce extraordinary results, extraordinary results. So passion is an energy source from your soul. Now, mental health, right? Mental problems, people with mental problems. If Those problems come from their mind. And so here's the link between pursuing passion and having great mental health. The, the dichotomy that I want to bring to your attention is that There are two emotions that drive human beings, love on the one hand and fear on the other. Love expands you, fear contracts you. And where does love come from? It comes from your soul. Where does fear come from? It comes from your mind. And so you've got this spectrum of thinking about your life, how much of it comes from your, your day-to-day living, how much of it is fear-driven? How much of it is love-driven? And my promise to you is if you are living your passion, the ability of fear to dominate your life is reduced. You come from your heart space, your soul, and so fear does not dominate your thinking, and so you have much less mental health problems it's a very exciting idea the more passion you have the less mental health problems you have now here we are on the 10th of december and i'm delighted to have you here with me whether you're live now or listening to the recordings and i urge you to consider recordings of previous guests that i've had what's wonderful about tnt radio the place for truth and freedom is that every single program you can go back and listen to it. You can go back and listen to all of the programs that I've done since January, 2022, when the program, when this, when this radio station started this global radio station. So when you're thinking, gosh, what am I going to do? Hey, go back and look at the amazing guests that I've previously had that might just be relevant for you to consider. Now, I'll be introducing to you my guest for this hour, Shimon Yanovitz from Israel shortly. In the meantime, you would have heard from the news and the news all this week, all about politicians. And you've heard that joke. How do you know when a politician is lying, his or her lips are moving? Well, golly gosh, we're certainly getting lots of lying politicians. And Joe Biden, I wouldn't believe any word that he says. Hunter Biden, he's not a politician, but his dad is. I wouldn't believe anything that Hunter Biden says. And I am i remind you of the wonderful book <clears throat> about Hunter Biden's laptop by Miranda Devine, an excellent Australian investigative journalist. Our, poli- our politicians in Victoria, the state that I'm in, Daniel Andrews was a liar of the highest renowned queensland um anastasia Palachet, she calls herself but in fact she's Palaschuk, a polish name she is a disgrace as is daniel andrews they're both incredible liars daniel andrews has resigned and left the parliament and today anastasia has announced she's resigning as premier of the state and we're just hearing a review of the news during the week that boris johnson can't tell why He's missing 5,000 WhatsApp entries on his phone. Oh, I wonder why. He says, I don't know. I bet he knows precisely. Uh, The other big, another piece of big news in Australia is a payout to Brittany Higgins, a a concert, a a staffer to politicians, to a couple of ministers. She was paid $2.445 million. And the two ministers that dealt with her were prohibited from being part of the mediation. It was it was concluded in unseemly haste by the Labour government after they took after they won the last election in May 2022. And now the truth is coming out that the legal requirements for such payouts were not followed. And now the the corruption commission is investigating what's the basis on which this woman was given 2.445 million on a claim of being raped that was never proven i urge all of you in australia to take an interest in the goings of former dictator daniel andrews the victorian premier i'm making it a quest of mine to make sure that that guy daniel andrews who so destroyed this state the worst premier in victoria's history since it was founded in 1851 i don't want these politicians who destroy states and nations to then go off into the sunset and have a good time i want them to be held to account by us by the public they get ridiculous amounts of money in their retirement And Daniel Andrews deserves no peace for the rest of his life. The other matter I want to mention is Rainer Fulmick. And my guest, Shimon Janowicz, knows Rainer Fulmick as I do. I've spoken to him on a number of occasions. He is a German-US lawyer who has been fighting for freedom, fighting for truth, fighting for the proper application of law, and he is currently being held... In a German prison having been kidnapped from the German consulate in Mexico, where he was seduced to go in there on the on some claim that he needed to do something to get his passport. German passport upgrader. They grabbed him. They put him into a jail in Germany. And I want all of you to think about how outrageous this is. He's not being given sweater. He's not being given jumpers when he's cold. He's got no reading material. He's allowed to have 30 minutes conversation with his wife once a week. It is inhumane. It is outrageous. Uh, terrorists get better treatment in jail than Rainer Formick, a man who's been convicted of nothing. And I want all of us to be writing letters to the German government, to to the German consulate in each country, because we have to fight for this man. How he is being treated is outrageous. The fear porn around COVID continues. So there are... U.S. experts in Australia, they're saying wear masks. In the U.S. they're saying, oh, we've got to wear masks. Lies, lies, lies. Do not wear masks because one of the issues that we all have to do is to not comply. No more masks. I saw a number this week that the sudden deaths of footballers since June, between June and November around the world, is 46 footballers have died suddenly. Why do you think that's happening? Shimon is going to discuss that as well. But this, this mainstream media silence around sudden deaths is damning. It shows how corrupt the mainstream media is. And all of us have, a, I think, a duty to say to people of families, remaining families of people who have died suddenly or who have had turbo cancers or suddenly get sick and then die, we need to be making the statement it's clear that this death was caused by the covert jabs unless there's incontrovertible evidence to the contrary all right and the last matter i want to discuss is birth rates everybody um the there's an interesting conversation going on with cop 28 you know the climate emergency nonsense also a fraud now the argument is the world's population continues to increase and we're going to be it's going to be unsustainable. Lies, lies, lies. Every wealthy country has a reducing birth rate. The to maintain a nation's birth rate, you need 2.1 children per adult woman. 2.1. Every OECD country is well below this. In fact, Italy is at 1.1 children per adult woman. My parents' homeland, Hungary, I talked about that earlier, it was, its birth rate was down to 1.1, but it's gone up to 1.56 currently. That is an extraordinary improvement. How was that done? Victor Orban, the Prime Minister, who's been a spectacularly successful Prime Minister, he has been giving incentives to his, to his population of family support. And so just understand that, uh, and the other, the other piece of news was North Korea's population is dropping, Japan's population is dropping alarmingly. I've heard reports from Chinese experts that China's population is not going anywhere near the direction that they thought it was, it is has consequences so don't listen to people who say oh we've got to we've got to reduce carbon emissions because the population is growing rapidly no it's not it will get nowhere near nine billion and it will then drop significantly all right so i've gone a little bit longer on editorial but shimon i'm educating shima while he's sitting there listening to me just remember the principle is that the science is never settled never settled. Anyone who tells you it's settled, call them a liar. Do not comply. Use your free will. You're a human being, man or woman, use your free will. Our job in as human beings is to unite in non-compliance against these politicians. I've said they're liars. They are selling us a lie around climate. Do not listen to them. We need to unite in non-compliance. Spread the news of TNT Radio. This is the place for truth and freedom. And at all times, choose to be happy. Don't wait for the absence of problems. I've learned a long time ago, for 30 years as a passion provocateur, I teach people you can be happy in the midst of problems. It's a lot. One day I might do a whole program on that, but you can be happy even though you've got a bucket load of problems. So choose to be happy as you fight for freedom alongside TNT Radio and me. Contact me by email, charles at covest.com and subscribe to my Charles Covest show. It's on the Rumble channel or YouTube. i up to episode 178. And this week's episode, I talk about two key strategies for successfully changing your behavior. So if you want to lose weight, if you want to get fitter, if you want to be more loving, if you want to be more disciplined, have a listen to episode 178. And last week's episode was on the benefits of executive coaching. I've been doing that for 30 years. It works. The best golfers in the world have coaches. You and I need coaches. And lastly, on my Rumble channel, you can see replays of, of wonderful discussions of Medical Doctors for COVID Ethics International. And I moderate two of those meetings each week. And it is through Medical Doctors for COVID Ethics, that I met the wonderful Shimon Janovitz. Shimon, welcome to the program.
2: Hello, Charles. Thank you. Um, thank you for
1: inviting me to be on your show. Well, it's wonderful to have you. here. You are in Israel. Uh, just quickly going through your background. You were born in Haifa, You got your first degree in electrical engineering. By the way, I love engineers, Shimon. My older brother's an engineer, and two of my three sons are engineers. So, you got an electrical engineering degree from the Israel Institute of Technology. Then, six years later, you got a higher degree in electrical engineering and computer science. You lived in the UK for three and a half years. You worked in the UK, US, and Asia with a specialty of image processing techniques for quality and process control of microelectronic semiconductor circuit fabrication. You'll be interested to know that my son Nicholas is somewhat involved in matters like that. In 2001, you started your own high-tech company for developing metrology, metrology, or mm -hmm. metrology inspection machines for the semiconductor industry Uh, You were the president and CEO, and the business was based, based on a patent of yours in optics. And then in 2004, you assumed a quiet role, a quiet life, away from the public eye until about 2018, when you started to be an activist. I love activists. I'm an activist. Calling to stop the deployment of 5G wireless systems. And we have to talk about 5G. In 2020, you became active in Israel. And in several international fora, including Medical Doctors for COVID Ethics International, as an independent researcher on COVID, and you started researching nanotechnology, which you anticipated would emerge in the new COVID injectables. In 2021, you started researching these new injectables, and you are continuing to do that to this day. You know how dangerous they are. You know they're bio weapons. You are a member of an international group called International Interdisciplinary Research Team. You're doing some great work. Welcome to the program, Shimon. And what I'm, what I'm, my first question to you is, and I think it's a very important question. I really want to, I want, you to, want to focus on what you're experiencing in Israel and your, your views around wh- wh- what's driving this war between Israel and Gaza. And, you know, I, I, dear listeners, I'm, I'm getting more and more information from all around the world and past history that the wars, the causes of wars that we think are in existence are never as clear as they seem. So, Shimon, tell us what it's like in Israel and what you think about what's behind this stuff that's happening for you.
2: Uh, thank you, Charles. So <clears throat> let me just add, so in addition to my engineering and then scientific uh, background, you know, engineers can, can grow to be scientists as well. Uh, I've been <clears throat> studying and researching what the hell is happening in the world for uh, quite a long time, I think 35 years or so. And it is, well, I did this because I happened to live in Israel. Which has been ridden with uh, quite a few unnecessary wars, local, more global ones. Even the uh, uh, the first uh, Iraq War, you know, in 1991, where uh, I was injured. Strangely enough, although I'm in mean, Israel, and the war took place in Iraq, we had Iraqi ballistic missiles landing in Israel, and uh, I was. Uh, taken to emergency military service at the time. My job was to, uh, um, you know, if for some reason we would find some biological uh, or chemical warheads on these missiles. It was my job uh, with some others to storm these uh, missiles with special chemicals and, uh, and try to to decontaminate uh, what, whatever was in them. and uh, so, I had the dubious uh, um, privilege of incurring some Gulf War Syndrome along with some hundreds of thousands of uh, American and, and British soldiers who fought in, in this stupid war. Um, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, Charles. Uh, I think, basically, we have a globalist agenda we could all, those of us who failed, who who, uh, missed it, previously had the opportunity during COVID to see just how nefarious and vicious this agenda is, and this COVID agenda, and nowhere else than in Israel was it, has it stricken harder because we were the first to be jabbed with it. not we, not me, but uh, Israelis. Thanks to the special uh, relationships between Prime Minister Netanyahu and Albert Burla, CEO of Pfizer, we had the privilege of receiving those Pfizer injectables, as I call them, first. And then Netanyahu wanted to, to sell to, to Pfizer to the world the, the database, the medical database of all Israelis. Uh, and they cannot fool me. When I see this entire uh, t- tyrannical agenda that has swept uh, the entire world, uh, we, we're used to it in China, but not in Australia and in Israel and in the U.S. and Canada, where are we. So when when I saw this sweeping, uh, I knew that they have started some kind of an end game, and they have an agenda called Agenda 2030. And suddenly, this has shifted to a war. And uh, the war is seemingly in Gaza, but already um, we know that uh, you know other countries, um, such as uh, Hezbollah, the um, Shiite organization in Lebanon, and Iran, and maybe other countries, and maybe other Palestinians, and maybe Yemen. They want uh, to be involved in this war. I mean, not the countries, the leaders, right? yeah uh, and and um we know that the american president uh, biden has sent two fleets uh, big big fleets comprising two aircraft carriers and their escort ships and many missiles and submarines to the area uh they're stationed one in the mediterranean and one in the persian gulf and this situation looks like uh, um, some explosive waiting to be ignited into a huge war and you cannot tell me that this is not a direct continuation of covid and agenda
1: 2030. just hold that hold that thought shimon I want to come back to that I think it's a crucial issue it's a it's it's it lots of stuff doesn't make sense how you're describing it. it does make sense I'm Charles Coves this is the Mind Medicine program. It's wonderful to be with you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back after these short messages. Tnt
0: Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately six hundred and fifty thousand Ukrainian men, aged eighteen to sixty, have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing, and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if the war, if it's a globalist war. I wouldn't want to participate <laughs> in these banker-globalist wars, and most of them just uh, are. Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the Internet to help me do that.
1: Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world.
2: The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them
0: to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments.
2: That's
1: not supposed to happen. What do we do now? DETRANS, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com.
0: Today's News
1: Talk Radio. Now
0: we're talking.
1: TNT. Great to be with you. Welcome back to the Mind Medicine program. I'm Charles Kovacs, and my guest this hour is Shimon Yanovitz, who is in Israel. We were talking about the war that's going on and the and the real war that's going on. So, Shimon, keep going because you're saying there's there seems to be some action going on, and it's not as it seems. It's not just a little war between Israel and Gaza.
2: No, not at all. Uh, Charles, I think that the the globalists have uh, for 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 years uh, built uh, conflicts, had them built in into several regions of the world, uh, not the least of which is Israel, so that they could invoke them whenever they saw fit and use these conflicts as, as instruments in their agenda. And I think this is exactly what we're seeing here. And we have been seeing this in Israel for since its uh, creation in 1948 and even before that. And so don't be mis- misled. Uh, this is not uh, really a, a conflict between uh, um, Jews or and, and Arabs or Israelis and Palestinians. This is a globalist agenda playing before our, our eyes for their purposes, Charles. This is what it is.
1: Hmm. Yes, war is a globalist agenda and people make money from it. I've, I read a wonderful book Called the Nazi Billionaires, written by David De Jong last year. And he talks about the he focuses on three German families, all of whom made money through the war in Germany. They were retained by Hitler. They funded Hitler's campaign because Hitler didn't have any money in 1933. US bankers funded Hitler. And these three fam, these three businesses, one of them, BMW, employed. Jews as slaves during the war, their their owners then got slapped on the wrist, put into a country retreat for two years after the war, and the three businesses continue to thrive today. I've got the book here, I don't need to worry about that, but it's just such an eye-opener in terms of what's going on. So, in terms of understanding people, you know, this this idea, this the 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 protests that are going on globally, it seems to me, Shimon, when you look at how do people organize these protests, it's clearly being funded by this agenda that you talk about and I I agree with you there is clearly a globalist agenda, but you're on the ground there and I my understanding is, and I've been told by a number of my Jewish friends that something like one and a half million Palestinians work in Israel, you know the 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 Palestinians and the Israels, they get along on a day by day basis and then hamas comes along and the and the games that go on and hamas is then funded by people with an agenda what 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 are people th- how can we expect people who are not students of geopolitics to sort of think about what's going on well, how do you yes, think but- about what's going on i mean you've told us it's a globalist agenda but then you sort of go well okay so you know what do what 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 do i what do i do what do i think
2: yes i think the first thing you do is uh, i recommend that people turn off their tv sets and stop uh, uh, following the mainstream media because you will not find any truth there the mainstream media is also owned by the globalists and serves their agenda and then, uh, Charles, I'm going to surprise you. There are also no terrorist organizations, except of course for the globalists, and their are funded organizations. So you can't have a, a terror organ, a terrorist organization without the funding, uh, you know, uh, weaponizing, supplying, uh, maintaining, uh, keeping people on salaries, uh, on payrolls. This is a very complex operation. No single individual can uh, found and fund a terrorist organization. So uh, it goes without saying that whenever the the, the geopoliticians speak of terrorist organizations, they mean mercenaries' organizations who are uh, funded and equipped by their their puppet masters. And this is certainly true for uh, Hamas, um, and, uh, uh, you know, Charles, Gaza is surrounded... Uh, it's a basically an open-air prison, right? I'm, I'm not judging whether this prison is good or, or bad. I'm just saying what it is. I'm calling it for what it is. So it has the, the sea on one side and Israel and Egypt on the other side. And uh, most of the supplies to Gaza uh, goes through hundreds of trucks that go each day from Israel to Gaza, delivering uh, supplies, uh, I I don't know, uh, food, fuel, um, building materials, anything. And it's also funded by uh, Qatari money. So in any case, there must be some international bankers. You know, what do you think? Uh, Do you think Gaza has ATM machines? Uh, wh- where does the money to to these if they do I don't know you, that they do but it's money it's need to to land there somehow
1: mm-hmm. and it's
2: m- most often being um, delivered to places by banks and the banks are international so if banks wanted to cut uh, supplies to some terrorist organization they know how to do it if they wanted to cut um, uh, to, to close the bank account of you and me, it would take them ten seconds. So mm. why the hell can't they do that to terrorist organization? It's because the so-called terrorist organizations are part of a much global agenda, as are wars, and people want them to exist. Uh, and as you say, wars serve two main purposes: one, they are very profitable. Ever since the Napoleonic
1: Wars, we
2: know how wars are prof. Uh, you know, people make money. Uh,
1: from, from wars so yes I think there's an important principle number one there is no truth in the mainstream media about what's going on number two since the Napoleonic Wars all Wars are profitable for certain for certain people
2: yeah uh, Wars are a great opportunity to make money strangely from both sides you can finance the war machines of both sides fighting a war maybe all many sides such as in in world wars, which are the most profitable wars, because there are many sides. And then there is devastation, and then you can make more money from building back better, maybe. Building back better, (laughs) yeah. So you create uh, mayhem and destruction, and then there is a great opportunity to first reduce the population a little bit, because people tend to get killed in wars on all sides. Uh, right now, um, unfortunately, um, the regime in Israel has decided to enter Gaza with um, a ground military force, and Israeli soldiers are being killed every day there. We keep hearing the reports, and of course, uh, there is a great devastation caused and uh, suffering caused to the people of Gaza. And I'm not talking about Hamas. I'm talking to to 2.2, I think, million people living there um so so So, so,
1: shimon from your perspective why i I read a piece uh, an interview by douglas murray a wonderful uk commentator on geopolitical matters and he says that the egyptians egypt will not allow the palestinians from gaza to cross into egypt and no and there are muslim countries all around you know and and douglas murray posits this prop his proposition was no one wants the palestinians you know, and it struck me. I thought, wow, what an interesting thought. Like Egypt, I think Egypt's population is 65 million. Another 2 million can be taken in there. Those. So what do you make of that proposition that no one wants the people, the Palestinians? I mean, they're men and women. So that's the other issue. I'm, you know, I come from a base of love, not fear, and the globalists can only be beaten by humanity uniting. And yet I don't understand what Douglas Murray is saying. Well, how come the the Muslim nations surrounding Israel don't want to take the Palestinians? What's that all about?
2: Um, I I think, Charles, that uh, the Egyptian population is now closer maybe to 100 million. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, they're growing rapidly. Uh, Why would they want the Palestinians? Uh, We need to understand uh, the global, the, sorry, the geopolitics uh, is a hoax. It's a scam. You know, people tell you, well, there is a um, a long conflict between um, Muslims and Jews. No, no, there was no conflict. There was a huge conflict back in the Crusades between uh, Christians and Muslims, and not between Jews and Muslims. So, uh, geopolitics, with all due respect, is just uh, uh, nonsense. The real, uh, th- what's really happening is that this is these are assets in the game of, ch- of chess of the globalists.
1: They nice. want it to- That's good. The- similar, similar, I like that. These are assets in the game of chess amongst the globalists
2: or between the globalists and the, the rest of the world, which the globalists want to control and manipulate. So in a game of chess, you want the Palestinians there because they're a piece of a tool, right? Why? Why If you uh, if you take them in, into Egypt, and Egypt is very much part of the globalist agenda, as is Israel, as is Australia, as is uh, America, yes. as is Russia. As is Russia, even as is North Korea, Charles. So by taking all the Palestinians from Gaza to Egypt, you will be diffusing an explosive situation that is an asset in the game that you're playing. Why would you want to do? So you have to think just contrary to any geopolitical narrative, which is obviously um, here to, to be misleading.
1: This is what i very good. That's very helpful, Shimon. That's very helpful. Now we're going to keep moving because, gosh, do you realize we're running on 22 minutes? Like it's just unbelievable how quickly this hour goes. I wanted, I, you know, in my conversations, I don't pre plan, I listen to what you say so that I can respond appropriately. And in your background, you have knowledge of 5G and you and I have listened to experts on 5G. This is a mind medicine program. I'm, your knowledge around 5G and my understanding of the lack of research on the safety of the 5G towers being put up everywhere, plus mental health. So so what I call brain fog, you know, this question of, gosh, if all these EMFs are hitting us, how is that impacting on my mental health? Give us some perspective on 5G
2: all right so being a scientist from electrical engineering i'm an, one of the experts in there are quite a few experts on 5g in the world i'm one of them charles if you want i could give a whole presentation on 5g sometime but basically uh i can say this we've been having um, electromagnetic radiation for quite a long time you know to to power uh to, to energize our cell phones we we had 4g so we, we are familiar with uh, electromagnetic radiation. So 5G is two things. First, it's a step up in terms of technology. It, it can do many more things that 4G couldn't. Most importantly, it can create very narrow wave, uh, beam, beam forms, like electromagnetic beam forms that go from, from the tower all the way to the uh, the people. Uh, The the people who receive the signal, who uh, walk the streets with their cell phones and they think that the 5G is uh, some some sort of wonderful technology. But there was no need for that because 4G, this is my phone. It's a 4G phone. I don't need 5G. But 5G is dangerous because it can pinpoint specific individuals in the crowd. That is how narrow beam forming can be 4G could not do that however charles uh having uh, you know you uh, studied uh, extensively nanotechnology and having researched what's in the covid jabs and this is a part of what i did you know i have extensive background in microscopy all this uh, all these years in microelectronics what what you do basically is you use microscope very powerful microscope various kinds to look at Uh, silicon chips as they are fabricated and uh, controlling the process. Uh, So, uh, biological uh, microscopy is not very, it's not dissimilar to to the microscope uh, work that I did. So I was looking at these uh, COVID injectables and I was horrified because what I saw was, as I anticipated, uh, nanotechnology of various Uh, forms of nanotechnology, as well as some biotech technology, all of which are energized or can be energized by external electromagnetic radiation. So when you have self-assembling nanotechnology, and it's being injected into someone's body, and you add some um, some electromagnetic radiation from the outside, you can do amazing things that we saw under the microscope, such as assembly and disassembly even of uh, of, of, of nanotechnology structures. And Charles, when you talk about people who die suddenly, this cannot be 5G alone. You know, I, I want to tell you a secret. People need to, to know the secret. Of course, electromagnetic energy can theoretically kill it it could be very powerful it could even intercept maybe rockets but in for 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 the the um, electromagnetic radiation to kill it first needs to cross two thresholds biological thresholds one is called the pain threshold or the sorry the first one is called the heat threshold so you need to feel it. Warming up your skin and your body. The second one is called the pain threshold. So before it kills you, you must be in great pain for it to kill you. If it can, you know, uh, fuse a, a, a rocket on uh, during its flight, it can certainly burn you. But before before you burn, you must be screaming uh, your guts out of pain. And what we see is people just dying suddenly. And they do not scream, Charles, and they are not in pain. They simply die. So I uh, want to say that no matter how dangerous on its own, um, electromagnetic radiation in general and 5G and 4G, because they work in tandem, uh, in particular are, they could not do what they are doing without the necessary ingredients and the building blocks that are in the covid injectables and in fact nowadays almost everywhere every imaginable injection or or maybe medication and then they interact what's ah, in very good body? that's
1: that, that's an important principle right so it's the interaction of the 5g directed beam narrow beam capability interacting then with the the material that's been put into human bodies absolutely yeah yeah and that's that's a good point because otherwise you would feel it there would be heat followed by pain but that's not happening there's this sudden sudden death and it, i have this picture in my mind and we've got to go to a break but i have this picture in my mind of these emfs 5g electromagnetic frequencies getting to us and then it impacts on our blood and then bang suddenly literally suddenly people collapse well, Shimon Yanovich, it's, it's your knowledge on this is wonderful. I really do want to have a conversation on 5G. We've got to go to a break. I'm Charles Kovis and we'll be back with from after these messages. Thank you. With
0: his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. This is so obviously a PR-driven false narrative psyop. It's hard to believe anyone could buy it, much less get excited by it. But I guess they're right you can fool some of the people all of the time i'm talking of course about the latest love of the decade taylor Tay swift who is elevated to stardom by singing whiny songs about all her failed relationships and kansas city chiefs tight end and pfizer vaccine shill travis kelsey this isn't a romance this is the hollywood music industry and the nfl combining to push Joe Biden across the finish line next November. And along the way, Tay-Tay's gonna get the job done by pushing abortion. Her traditional audience was preteen girls, and she's trying to get that a little older demographic, the voting age demographic. Will it work? Time will tell. I just hope that people wake up before it's too late. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Whatever happens to good? It's a word that gets thrown around a lot and it's become our automatic answer to so much.
1: Hey, how's things? Good. Your mum, your weekend? Good, good.
0: Is good even that good anymore? At the Salvos, we believe good deserves better. Let's reclaim its true meaning. To us, good has always been about making a difference and good never picks or chooses who it helps. Isn't it time we all remember what good really means? This is mind medicine on today's news talk
1: tnt radio welcome back to the show my guest is shimon yanovitz from israel tough time living in israel shimon we talked about emfs and the injectables i want to talk about brain fog and secondly the stress that you as a resident in israel are under i mean what's it like living in israel now and you know you and i've had a conversation off air that i'm you know i'm going to take some steps to try to get you to australia because you don't want to be there but what's it like living you know for the for for people for you in in haifa
2: so life in israel was always stressful uh my parents came to israel after world war ii and the holocaust in europe uh I, I was born in israel uh, after they came here i have no idea why they chose to come here maybe some sort of uh, ideology um you know being jews um coming back to some uh long forgotten homeland uh, i I'd much rather they, they went somewhere else but i'm here and during my lifetime there were so many wars you know charles here and um Israel was created in 1948. It was by a UN resolution, immediately followed by a war. Uh, All neighboring countries basically somehow attacked. I wonder why. We talked about a globalist agenda. They created the state of Israel to serve as some kind of inflammatory uh, focus point. And uh, it's been like that ever since. So life was stressed. I inherited some stress from my my poor parents who had to, to live through uh, the Holocaust and World War II. And uh, I had to, you know, there is mandatory uh, military service here. I had to go to the army. I was an engineer in the army. Uh, I had to and then a reserve soldier and I participated in too many wars. I was uh, injured and I was also injured, uh, you know, um, Mentally, although we don't know exactly the dichotomy between mind and body. But uh, living in such a stressful environment is not good for one's uh, physical and mental health, is it? Uh, So that is very stressful. Now, I, I happen to live in Haifa, which is more to the north of Israel. It's a little bit farther from Gaza, but it's very close to... To Lebanon, 50 kilometers south of Lebanon, and already well after I retired from active military service and reserve military service in 2006, there were 30 days of uh, rockets coming into Haifa from Lebanon. There's a, uh, a petrochemical industry in Haifa. There are a lot of uh, a lot of industry in Haifa. There is a harbor, uh, a huge harbor, main main harbor of Israel. Uh, there are hospitals here. Um, it's a strategic place and it was attacked with rockets from uh, from lebanon for 30 days charles we had some some uh, it's not the lockdown it was more more like a curfew and they gave us like two hours a day where we could go do some shopping for food uh a gulf war of 1991 uh, another 30 days of rockets it's then ballistic missiles from iraq falling on israel and haifa this is a very stressful place. And I think, Charles, you know, they like us to be in perpetual stress because people that are in stress and are afraid uh, and, you know, they're, they are in survival mode and they can be much more easily manipulated. That's the sad truth. That's Charles.
1: very that's very true, isn't it? And I, I often say that, you know, if, if you are in a state of fear, which – it seems to me is the globalist agenda. You are controllable. Please save me government. And and this story that you're saying, um, gosh, you know, I was I was lucky my parents chose to come to Australia. You know, those they're their friends who stayed in um uh, in Hungary. My mum and my dad was uh, 26 when he came here, so he's got friends who are still alive in well, he would be a hundred. He would turn he would have turned a hundred this year, and and when I look at what people who went through communism in Hungary, they didn't have these this stress of these wars. Now, how then, you know? So the stress that you're going through, I have never had to do. I have other stresses, but one of the things, one of the benefits of listening to. People like you, Shimon, is it helps us put into perspective number one how lucky we are in Australia. There are no rockets coming here. Number two, how you know what do you do? What do you do to cope? How, how do you do that? I mean, you've had you've had decades now of having to cope. So clearly, I mean, you're talking to me. You're a, you're an amazing source of information. Yeah. And, and so you, you have coped. How did you do that?
2: Uh, it's been uh, very difficult. Uh, most of the time, so first of all, uh, I, I wish uh, for you and all um, your fellow Australians that the situation will continue like that and that you will not be <laughs> subjected to, to uh, that kind of war with real rockets. And you will only be left with what we also have, happen to have here, which is the psychological war and the lockdowns and the torture, you know, the face mask and the, and of course the abusive and deadly injectables and all that. We had this here too, remember? Uh, so I was, for, for a long time, I was able to cope by keeping my mouth shut. Uh, I I figure that you know you don't want to to make yourself a target, and then you don't want to alienate all your family and friends who are not as awake as 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 I was, and you know let's not rock the boat too much because I want to maintain some relationship uh, with uh, with my, my family and friends, and not um, not make the the government too angry, and these things became. A lot more difficult to do in 2020 when COVID, in double quotes, broke, and then I could no longer keep silent and I had to start uh, speaking, um, speaking out, um, and speaking up. Uh, and this is uh, what I started to do. And I started, you know, um, uh, uh, telling the world what I found in these injections, what I know about 5G, what I know about the association between them. At the time, there was no need to, to, you know, to uh, tell people what I know about the globalist agenda and the game that they call geopolitics, which is a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now there is a a need to do that, and they have increasingly been stepping up their countermeasures, which is poisoning people, Uh, like, you know... uh, Attempting on uh, making attempts on people's lives, and now with this, with the laws and regulation, uh, the new one uh, that allows them to imprison people.
1: Yes, and the, and the proposals of the World Holocaust Organization, sometimes called the World Health Organization, that's right. They declare a suspicion of a pandemic and they can lock anyone up who refuses to be injected.
2: And on top of that, they want to be able to lock people up. For speaking against the government in wartime, maybe de- demoralizing the, the the society or doing some some uh, uh, some work that, uh, that they find uh, um, objectable, objectionable. They want to to imprison people for all sorts of reasons, and it's becoming ever more dangerous to be an activist uh, and a scientist.
1: Well, as we tru- as we as we can see with Rainer Fulmich in in germany it's outrageous that that's that's what they've done and he spoke out against big business and government so you're you're right it is it is dangerous and they they're attacking people here in australia they decide who they want to make a, an example of and they essentially destroy them financially and and with stress you know in terms of the in terms of that attack now we're running tight on time shimon Would you, i'm i'm making it my business to try to get you to Australia and I saw a piece in the news last week that there's 1200 spaces for Jews for Israeli citizens who want to emigrate permanently to Australia so I urge you to have a look at that and um there is I, I you know I, I think where you find the information on that I'm making some inquiries but if I could if you could come to Australia would you, would you be happy to come to Australia?
2: Uh, I, I think I would be very happy. I have uh, uh, quite a few friends in Australia, such as you, and some uh, former Israelis that I know who are living in Australia. They are telling me that the situation there is not good, and the uh, tyranny and dictatorship are blooming, uh, as we all know. Uh, but uh, it couldn't be as bad as as it's it's in Israel. Um, you know, I'm not young anymore, Charles. Uh, so I'm I'm past my prime. I would have to struggle to start anew but i want to live and and currently living in israel is dangerous <laughs> um, living is not dangerous the, the danger is that you you could die uh suddenly out of a number of causes one of which could be uh, missiles and and you know the bombs and uh, this is not good so thank you so much for for the sentiment and i would very much well, thank you I'll i'll give you
1: another sentiment um I believe as human beings, we are designed to live till we are at least one hundred and twenty. And I heard yesterday, Andrew Huberman, I think, um or Julie, my wife was telling me about another expert who said we're designed, in fact, you know, scientifically, to be able to live healthily till over one hundred and fifty. So that's my game plan. Now, if you take on one hundred and twenty Shimon, you've got, plenty of time to do great things and i've got some thoughts for you in terms of ai and dna and using ai together with dna for personalized products personalized medicine that we choose and so i've got a i've got a plot in mind for you to become a spectacularly successful businessman global businessman so you'll have so much money you can fly anywhere you want to go anywhere and you know, I'm. Um, I'm. I think it's quite possible to do. But because we're running out of time, we'll talk some more about that possibility. Um, I, I I'll, do. I'll,
2: I'll take. I'll take it, Charles.
1: I'll take it. Excellent. Well, this is. A, it's a very interesting opportunity. So, great to have you, Shimon. Thank you. Thank you, dear listeners, for being with us. There are some deep issues to think about here. The globalists who want to create this chaos. I'm Charles Kovis. You can be happy, Shimon, I promise you, whilst fighting for freedom, for truth, for justice. I look forward to speaking with you again soon and being back on TNT Radio next Sunday night. Have a wonderful week and keep listening. Bye for now.